0: Hello and welcome all the listeners. Thank you so much for joining and hope all of you are doing great. In the previous episode, we discussed about the different factors which were responsible for the war of Mahabharata. And in today's episode, we'll start with the first chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, which is about Arjun's dilemma and a state of confusion. Before starting with the text, it is very essential for you to know that while I'm narrating the text of the Bhagavad Gita, You will be hearing about the names of different people. But uh, trust me when I say this, that it is not absolutely essential for you to know the names of different characters in Mahabharata because what really matters in the Gita is the knowledge which has been provided by the Supreme. A few people that you need to keep in mind uh, just so that you are able to recall is that there is the King Dhritarashtra. So King Dhritarashtra was actually blind. He could not see and uh, he wanted to know the situation of the uh, Mahabharata war. He wanted to know what was exactly happening on the battlefield. So along with King Dhritarashtra, there was his minister, who was Sanjay. Now by the grace of divine, Sanjay had received divine vision. And so in spite of the fact that he was away from the battlefield in the palace with King Dhritarashtra, he narrated the exact situation of the battlefield to King Dhritarashtra because from the palace he could see the entire situation of the war. Another important thing to keep in mind is that in the war of Mahabharat, Sri Krishna was responsible for driving the chariot of Arjuna, so he was acting as a charioteer to Arjuna. Now we shall start with the textual understanding of the Bhagavad Gita wherein I'll try to narrate the phrases in the simplest manner possible. The Bhagavad Gita starts with the questions of Thritarashtra. Thritarashtra wants to understand the situation which is prevailing on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. He wants to know that what is his son Duryodhan and his army doing and also the situation of the Pandavas. Following Dhritarashtra's questions, there is a description of the warriors on both the sides, that is on the Korva side as well as the Pandavas side, after which we hear about Arjun's difficulty, dilemma and pain. So text 1, Dhritarashtra asks Sanjay to tell him that after gathering on the battlefield of Kurukshetra to engage in a fight, what were both the armies doing at that moment? Dhritarashtra is tensed and he wants to know the situation. He was blind by sight but not by his mind and heart. He knew very well that his sons were not following the moral principles but because of his attachment and blind love, he supported them. We can relate that whenever we do certain things, the outcome of which we know will not be beneficial for us, then we end up in a situation of tension and this is what happens with Dhritarashtra. Sanjay tells Dhritarashtra, that after observing the army of the opponent, Duryodhan went to his teacher Guru Dronacharya and spoke the following words. So, Dronacharya was the teacher of Pandavas and Gauravas. Sanjay had received divine vision by the grace of the Supreme, and so, in spite of being away from the battlefield, he could see the situation and was narrating the same to Trithrashram. It was only because of his divine vision that we were able to hear the Bhagavad Gita. Duryodhan then tells Guru Dronacharya that the son of Thrupad, who was Drishtadyumna, was actually his own disciple, that is the disciple of Guru Dronacharya, and he was the one who was responsible for the unique army formation of the Pandavas. So uh, something unique about the Pandavas were that their soldiers were arranged in such a manner that it was very difficult for any opponent to enter their territory and even if someone managed to enter the territory, coming out of the same appeared impossible. When we look at challenges or difficulties or opponents, sometimes they appear to be so strong that it makes us wonder whether we'll be able to overcome them. Duryodhana is also in a similar situation. Now, in the next three verses, Duryodhana takes the name of the warriors who were fighting for the Pandavas. Before engaging in any battle, we always have a look at the enemy's side in order to analyze the strength and the weakness. In this situation, Duryodhana is also doing the same. A lesson that we can learn here is that whenever there is a problem in front of us, it is very important for us to be aware of every part of that particular problem and all the angles to the same, so that there is nothing which is able to act as a surprise for us. After mentioning about the warriors of the opponent, Duryodhan tells Guru Dronacharya about the great warriors who were fighting on their side. So after analyzing the problem in detail, we also need to indulge on in self-analysis so that we are able to make use of our strengths in order to defeat the enemy or the problem in question. Then Duryodhan speaks about Bhishma Pitama, Ashwatthama and again other great warriors who were fighting for him. In the next verse, with immense pride, Duryodhan tells that there is no scarcity of brave warriors who are ready to lay down their lives for him. All these warriors have great knowledge about the usage of equipments and were familiar with the tactics of war. Duryodhan is happy. When he sees that there are people who are ready to fight at his command. In the same way, when we encounter a difficulty in our lives, then it is our inner strength, our faith, our courage, the true friends and relatives who act as a mode of support for us. Duryodhan tells that his army under the protection of Bhishma Bhutama, is undoubtedly very powerful. On the other hand, the army of the enemy is protected by Bhim. So here, Duryodhan speaks with vanity. Please note that a very important lesson which the Gita gives us is that we should never boast about our success or our achievements. Whenever faced with a problem, then confidence and self-belief may act in our support, but vanity destructs everything. Boasting is undoubtedly the beginning of the end. In the next verse, Duryodhana tells the soldiers of his army to protect Bhishma Pitama. As they get ready for battle. In a situation of war, we protect that particular person who is most important for us to win. Duryodhan is also protecting Bhishma because he was the most valuable person for him. A lesson that we can learn here is that we should protect our utmost strength till the moment that we have overcome a particular problem. Then comes the time for blowing the conch shell. So, blowing the conch shell was a way for the warriors to acknowledge that they were ready for the war and also to motivate themselves. The eldest of the Kauravs, that is Bhishma Pitama blew his conch shell so loudly that it sounded like the roar of a lion and hearing the same, Duryodhan's the heart was filled with joy. In order to win a situation, we need to create an atmosphere which favors us and we need to have self-belief that we are capable of defeating the enemy or the problem in question. The situation of battle is indeed immense. After Bhishma Patama blew his conch shell, there were drums, trumpets, horns and other instruments which suddenly sounded together and the combined sound was indeed very fearful. Engaging in war is not entertainment and so once we decide to fight in a battle or once we decide to overcome a problem or once we decide to achieve something, we need to give in our heart and soul and all that is required. Every problem tests a human being in a different way and we need to be prepared for different scenarios. Now was the time for the Pandavas to blow their conch shells In a battle, it is essential that both sides are prepared and willing to fight. So seated on a great chariot which was drawn by white horses, both Shri Krishna and Arjun they blew their conch shells. In a battle, every participating team tries to motivate the members on their side in hope of winning the war. Krishna blew his conch shell, which was named the Panchajanya. Arjuna blew his conch shell, which was called Devadatta. And the conch shell, which was called Pondra, was blown by Bhim. In the same way that the participants in the battle of Kurukshetra were motivating themselves, we can also find a source of motivation for ourselves. For some people, it could be music. For some, it could be chanting the names of the divine. And for some, it could be the blessings of the parents we need to find our motivation and be ready for the battle of life. Then the eldest of the Pandavas, King Yudhishthir along with Nakul and Sahadev blew their respective shells. Every warrior in the battle was acknowledging his presence by blowing his respective shell. Sanjay tells Dhritarashtra that different warriors on the side of Pandavas blew different shells. The war of Mahabharat was so great that every warrior was a part of the same. A lesson to learn here is that as human beings, we should always be ready for any war that we may be exposed to. Our war could be personal, professional or emotional, but it is essential for us to fight the same and exert our best efforts so that we emerge victorious. Before a battle, we usually try to create fear in the minds of the enemy and the same is being done in the battle of Kurukshetra as well. Sanjay tells Dhritarashtra that when the Pandavas blew the conch shell, the sound became so tremendous that it weakened the hearts of the sons of Dhritarashtra. A lesson to learn is that when in front of the enemy, we should always show that we are confident and have utmost faith and courage in our success. While looking at the descendants of Dhritarashtra, Arjun picked up his bow and requested Shri Krishna, who was the charioteer, to take the chariot in the middle of both the armies Because he wanted to have a good look at the opponent. Arjun had chosen Krishna to be on his side because he knew that Krishna supports Dharma, and when a person follows Dharma or moral principles, then he can never be defeated in the game of life. Arjun tells Sri Krishna that until he has clearly observed the opponent with whom he has to fight, Krishna should keep the chariot there. In the same way, When we are in a problem, be it personal or professional, it is always essential for us to come in between the personal and the professional extremes and have a good look at what could be the possible cause for that particular problem. There is no denying the fact that weakness in personal aspects could lead to problems in the professional domain and vice versa. Only after clearly understanding the cause of the problem, we should take a decision which may prove beneficial for us. refers to Duryodhan as evil-minded because he was responsible for the battle that was about to happen. He wanted to get a good look at all those people who had come there to support the evil cause of Duryodhan. So it may be possible that our enemy is actually wrong and may have used sinful means to engage us in war. In spite of this, war is something which is inevitable and we should fight only when we have carefully understood the enemy. Sanjay tells Dhritarashtra that as Arjun had asked, Krishna brought the chariot in between the two armies in front of Bhishma, Dronacharya, and other kings and told Arjun to have a good look at all the people on the side of the Kauravas who were assembled there. Arjun is just about to enter the dilemma and Krishna will then help him. In the same way, when we are surrounded by a cloud of doubt, when we are in a situation of darkness in our lives. Krishna and his Gita are not far away to help us. From between both the armies, Arjun saw this sight. He saw his uncles, grandfathers, teachers, maternal uncles, brothers, sons, and grandsons. This is the reason why Mahabharat is regarded as the Dharm yudh. Dharm means moral, and yudh means war. The Mahabharat was the war which was fought for the protection of moral principles. In this war, one family was broken up into two parts. Along with the relatives, Arjun could see his friends and well-wishers. He was thinking that the family with which he spent his entire life so lovingly was now broken and the people who were so dear to him were now on the side of the enemy. Not all the people who were on the enemy's side were a problem for Arjun but in the war they were his enemies and he was bound to engage in a battle with them. After seeing his well-wishers and relatives as the opponent army, Arjun was filled with pain and compassion and he speaks to Lord Krishna. This is the start of Arjun's dilemma. This is the main reason why the Gita was spoken by the Lord. This is what led the Lord to create the masterpiece of Bhagavad Gita which has helped, is helping and will always continue to help in guiding the people towards the right paths, There is a huge difference between speaking about something and actually doing something. This is what happens with most of us. The solution to such a problem is provided by the Lord through Gita. Arjun tells Krishna that after watching his relatives on the battlefield as enemies, his limbs are trembling as though they have lost all strength and he tells that his mouth is drying up. When we are faced with a problem, then for a moment, strength vanishes and anxiety takes over. For instance, a student also faces such tension when the time comes for a critical examination. Arjun expresses his grief which is actually not much different from our troubles. Whether we are giving an exam or going for a competition or even starting a business, there are many such situations when we feel that we are not capable enough to fight. The same happens with Arjun. The greatest warrior who was ever alive was troubled and confused. His bow, which was named Gandiv, starts slipping from his hand and his skin starts burning because of the uneasiness in the heart. His mind is confused to such an extent he was so troubled that even standing on his legs becomes a tedious task for him. Before a task, if anxiety takes over, if the body becomes weak and the mouths rise up, then we get a feeling. That we are going to lose. Everything appears dark and there seems to be no scope for light. It is during these moments that we require someone to lift our spirits to bring back our rationality and guide us on the right path. So Arjun tells Krishna that he can see symptoms which indicate defeat. Besides, killing friends and relatives will not at all prove to be a task of welfare in any way. In other words, Arjun wants to say that fighting the war will not be beneficial in any way. It is true that when the mind is in fear, everything seems useless. Arjun tells Krishna that he neither desires victory nor kingdom nor pleasure. In this dilemma, Arjun is ready to sacrifice everything for the sake of getting rid of this war. He asks Krishna that what is it that they will gain by the battle if the victory comes at the cost of killing their dear ones. It is important for us to know these symptoms so that when we are a victim of these, when we also encounter a similar situation, we are able to act according to the instructions which Krishna gives in the upcoming episodes. Arjuna asks Krishna that what is the use of fighting for kingdom, happiness and riches if the people for whom they desire the same were standing on the battlefield as enemies? Mostly, all that is which we do in our lives, we do it for the sake of our family and our loved ones. All the work, profits, risks, challenges are entertained in order that we can offer something better to our dear ones. It is rightly said that with true friends, we do not realize time, but with time, we do realize who are the true friends. Arjuna is recognizing all his close friends and relatives, after which he mentions about them to Sri Krishna. Once we decide to engage in a battle, We do not have an option to spare a particular person from the open inside or fight a particular person. In a battle, every participant is a mere soldier and if the soldier is from the side of the enemy, then attacking him is our duty. Arjun tells that he is not prepared or willing to fight his family even for the three worlds. So fighting them for the sake of earth is not even a question. There may arise a moment in our lives when we have to sacrifice something which is very dear to us And if it is a duty, then we should do so. Here, the three worlds which Arjun speaks of has a different concept, which is actually not required here. What we need to understand is that Arjun was not at all prepared or willing to fight his family. Arjun then tells that after killing the sons of Dhritarashtra, how will they gain anything? In fact, they will only commit a sin because even if the enemies are bad people, they are still their own kinsmen. It was a result of the greed of the Kauravas that such a troublesome situation had arisen. Greed never gives peace and it only creates trouble. So a lesson that we can learn here is that we should never have greed in our heart. Can anyone ever be happy by killing their own family members? Arjun tells Krishna that they are not worth killing their own family members because after doing so, they will never have peace in their mind. He tells that though the opposite side sees no sin in killing family and friends because of their greed, but as far as they were concerned, they who knew that the sin which arises due to the destruction of family dynasty, they should not engage in that act. Arjun tells Krishna that the enemy is doing wrong but unable to see it, but when they can see the difference between what is right and wrong, then shouldn't they think of avoiding this war? But another point to note here, guys, is that if we try to avoid such a situation, then the world may perceive it as our defeat. And are we ready for that blame? But we'll be speaking about it in the further episodes when Krishna sheds light. Arjun tells that when the family is gone, morality is gone, and in the absence of morality, there is a huge spread of sinful activities in the society. It is family which holds us to our principles, and with the destruction of family, there is an increase in the unwanted acts. Women play a very important role in every family. It is said that when there is no woman in a family, and the family has no future. Arjun tells that with the rise of sin, the women of the family become impure and corrupt, which gives rise to unwanted children. When a child is born in association with the wrong person, without giving importance to certain moral principles, then such an unwanted child destructs everything. Arjun tells Krishna that a rise in the unwanted population takes the family tradition to hell. Arjun goes ahead and tells that the evil deeds of such unwanted children destroy the community and the family tradition and also vanishes the moral principles. When a person does not follow the moral principles and does not carry out his or her duties in the society no longer remains a society. Because society is just another word for rules and principles where people can live in harmony without any fear. In the next text, Arjun tells Krishna that he has heard that the ones who destroy the family tradition always have to suffer the pangs of hell. In other words, we can conclude that if a place does not have morality there, then it is just like hell. In the next verse, Arjun blames himself. He tells that in spite of being intelligent, he has become ready to commit such a sinful act. Because of the greed of kingdom and happiness, he is thinking of killing his own kinsmen. Arjun thinks that he has committed a sin because expectations are higher from an intelligent person compared to an unintelligent one and he feels that he will never be forgiven by the supreme powers if he commits this sin of war. Arjun tells that if on the battlefield the sons of Dhritarashtra kill him, unarmed, then that death will also prove to be more fruitful for him. Sanjay, who was explaining the situation on the battlefield to King Dhritarashtra, tells Dhritarashtra that with immense grief in his heart and confusion in mind, Arjun spoke the words and after keeping aside his bow and arrows on the chariot, he sat down on the chariot. With this verse, we have come to the end of the first chapter of Bhagavad Gita. In the next episode, we shall discuss... The instructions which the Lord finally gives to Arjun on this ocean of knowledge. Stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you.